0: Good morning. morning, Millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. That's exactly what I have to do. I've got to get down on Friday, but not before the Morning Toast. This is going to be a very long show because we have so oh, much to discuss. We have much to discuss, y'all. Lots happened yesterday. The world was turning, you know, faster than ever, which, you know, you love to see it. But then we finally are going to have our part two of Sailing Sunset recap. The Real Housewives of New York finale was uh, came to a close last night and I started The Vow on Netflix. I mean, no, no, HBO Max. And to be honest, I don't really feel like I need a whole lot to say about it. I feel, that, and I'm only episode two, in, so maybe I'll have more to say when we come back next week. But I feel the exact same way about Nexium that I did that when we watched the E! True Hollywood story. Like, <laughs> losers were involved. Like, they keep trying to make it seem like it was a celebrity, like, thing, Hollywood, Hollywood. And the, their biggest claim to fame is that they held an event once on Richard Branson's island. Like, but he wasn't a part of the cult. Like, that's what's important to remember. Like, Alison Mack was the most famous one. And you never heard of her before Naxium. So just, just sip on that.
1: Great. Love to hear it. Yeah. Glad to finally get a word in. Good morning, Sorry. everyone. <laughs> Happy Friday. <laughs> Glad to hear that you're watching some interesting content. Yes, we have so much to discuss today. Theo is here, so we have his expert opinion. Because there are some matters that need his level of expert teasing. So it's gonna be just a great Friday. I can't believe we're here. I feel so #hashtag blessed. I feel accomplished. I love making it like proud, joyful, everything of the sort to be here on this Friday. Even though
0: it's our last show
1: before the YKB.
0: Oh my God, I forgot. So yes. This is the last time you'll see us before we are Repented Queens. Programming update. We will be back next week starting Tuesday. And you think you're upset? There's no episode of the morning toast. At least you won't be fasting. Maybe you will, but maybe not. it's like
1: a double whammy. You're fasting and there's no toast.
0: Yeah, it's really upsetting. Um, So Monday we'll be repenting for our sins. And then we'll see you back here on Tuesday just to do them all over again. Yes. To start sinning all over again. And then also speaking of Judaism, after this episode, we are going to record our latest Patreon episode, which is, you know, a sequel to an episode we did a while ago that was very popular. I think we did it like a year ago. Yeah. Um, around this time, because it's it's a big time for the Jews right We now. always get a lot of questions about like Judaism, like from fellow Jews and from people who've like never met a Jew in their life. So we're doing a whole Jewish podcast, Patreon episode, answering people's questions, common FAQs, you know, um, from people. So that'll be on our Patreon, and it's truly never been a better time to sign up for the morning to patreon
1: never ever been a better time also my sweater today is from zara so i really Me too. i finished out the week like full zara strong you wore zara to dinner last night i wore zara to dinner last night and a different item that i've worn on the show this week so i kept good on my promise yeah it's been a zara filled week and I'm, I'm happy to finish strong this is the sweatshirt i was talking about where it's like this waistband is tight
0: i hate that and shit. it's like go it's cropping a little high but I just keep pulling it down. Yeah. Um, So I'm excited. I feel like we should just dive right in because there's so much to tackle. Okay, we could do that. And I I don't really have anything else to say. Except that we went to dinner last night. And if you're ever in you know, the New York area and you're looking for a great outdoor dining experience, Quality Bistro was fabulous. It was
1: really, really good. We also just had such a nice time, like great conversation,
0: drinks, laugh, laugh,
1: laugh, laugh, laugh. Like, I feel like I ate my food and I didn't even like pay attention to it because we were just like chatting and
0: chatting. Yeah, like honestly, my meal was like a six out of 10, but like I didn't mind because first of all, the ambiance was beautiful. It felt very clean. Like some of the outdoor dining is like you're literally eating in the sewer, but it was very elevated. The drinks were great. The company was great. The service was great. It was really like a 10 out of 10 experience. It really, really
1: Really was we also recorded the redheads yesterday so that will be available to you next week another fabulous
0: episode with the fabulous group of gals I expect nothing less from the redheads and Fabulousity.
1: yeah no the redheads they deliver they really do so they're we're, not
0: they're not like DiGiorno they deliver
1: so we're going to deliver yes the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast <laughs>
0: um I spoke to the doctor. Mm-hmm. She said I'm probably all good to go into the weekend without any symptoms, so I have nothing to say today. Oh my
1: gosh, that's so exciting. It's good news. It is good news. Okay. Well, it's actually like bad news. Yeah, Ultimately. <laughs> Ultimately. Like,
0: we need to pay my, our medical bills.
1: <laughs> but the first story is one of the big stories of the day. Demi Lovato and Max Eric split two months after his proposal. After a whirlwind romance and engagement, Demi Lovato and fiance Max Eric have called it quits, according to multiple sources. The couple, who got engaged in July and celebrated their six-month dating anniversary earlier this year, started having problems over the last several weeks as they returned to work after quarantine together in L.A. amid the pandemic. Why would that
0: be hard? Max doesn't have a job.
1: I think he is on a soap opera.
0: Actually, the people who work on soap operas are very busy.
1: And from what I understand in this Twitter thread that I read, which we'll get into... He's working in Atlanta right now, and she actually went there to be with him and be supportive. And that's where things fell into disarray. So, you sent me
0: this Twitter thread last night, but I've been here. No, I didn't send it. Oh, maybe Margo did? Oh, I guess it was Snitch, and I thought it was you. Oh, no, no. Margo sent it in our group chat. It was you. It was you. (laughs) Um, Margo sent it, but I have even before that, like, Stan Twitter hated Max because he's kind of been like a hanger honor like star fucker for like the last couple of years and there's so many screenshots of him like being obsessed with Selena Gomez commenting on all these celebrities Instagrams like he's so desperate he's like really what you, in Hollywood you call like a wannabe star fucker and like he really he got pretty far because he got engaged to Demi Lovato and I'm sure that like his desperation had something to do with the fact the reason why she broke up with him yeah
1: when I first heard this story that they broke up I was like kind of sad because I really want happiness for Demi Lovato and I thought that she had found that. And then I saw this Twitter thread and Desperate. it was so, al- like now it all makes sense mm-hmm. to me. There's not a piece of this story that I don't understand. I think Demi Lovato must be an extremely trusting optimistic person and let this person into her life and later found out that like he
0: was using her to get to Selena
1: Gomez using her and really just wanted to marry like a celebrity Mm -hmm. and I just can't believe that this guy got this far and then fucked it up yeah because this is an ambitious guy Mm -hmm. who's like so driven to marry a celebrity and he was so close and like I don't know what you guys were fighting about, but like, I can't believe he couldn't like let just it go make her happy. Like, yeah, because he wanted it so badly. But I'm so glad that like whatever happened that she saw through this because it is so clear that he is using her. You know what I was thinking about last night when I was thinking about how he, she's being used what, and that he's committing usury usury yeah we were playing cards against humanity we had a pack that was um also like a jewish pack but Mm -hmm. we were playing with the regular pack and the word usury was a card but i thought it was part of the jewish pack and it was usury and i didn't know what it
0: was (laughs) it was an alternative pronunciation of our last name and i was like showing it i'm like you think you have a bad card what is this wait quickly back to demi lovato um i agreed that when i heard it like I was sad for Demi but like to be honest I feel like this relationship from the announcement to like all the content and just like everything about it was so strange and I actually wasn't sad that it was over like okay Demi Lovato was a little bit further away from like her fairy tale ending but like it would have been horrible if she went through with this like something about and I didn't want to be a bitch when we were like reporting on the engagement but like something about the whole thing was so fake and phony and like green screen about it like it was just so wrong and I'm like wow this girl really wants a boyfriend okay so she got one and she got this freak but to be honest um I um, didn't see I,
1: it like that. I had no idea. Oh, I, really, I did. I really was so naive, and I was hopeful. I know that they only dated for like six months in total, but you know, I was hopeful that that just meant that the love was so strong in there because that happens too. And and of course, and I had no idea who this person was, and that he was like a professional Instagram commenter. I don't know who verified him. Well, did and you how know? he even has like a career.
0: I have a really fun fact for you about Max. Ugh. Okay, I, you know, this whole time I thought it was Ehrlich. I, don't I know
1: you said that when they got engaged. Oh, did I you thought I
0: pronounced it wrong? Yeah. Um, it's actually Mac of three. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know at one point in time, like fairly recently, maybe like a year ago, Max Erich was pitched to be on the toast and we said no? Wow, I love us. Yeah, but that was obviously before he was dating Demi Lovato because I would have said yeah.
1: Oh, for sure. That's so crazy. Yeah, I had no idea who this man was. And now it's very clear to me what's been going on. And I'm, and I'm happy that
0: that demi saw the light i hope i don't sound ridiculous but i don't know who this man is yeah i'm sorry to this man wait i actually recently saw the full it's fucking version hilarious. of the video do you know who she's talking dick about Dick cheney yes it's oh iconic. my god it's iconic literally i thought she was like acting in that video but it was like a w magazine like funny like shtick youtube video and they put up a picture of dick cheney and like she really didn't know who he was She so was like i'm s- i hope i don't sound ridiculous but i don't know who this man is that's the best best video ever I'm
1: not sorry to this man though like I'm sorry to Demi Lovato that I just like I feel for her my heart goes out to her because we know that she's been through so much Mm -hmm. I think that ultimately what she really wants is love and and a relationship and it's clear in the fact that she accepted a proposal like from a freak. a freak but it's just it's not her time and like I feel really sad for her.
0: You know, she, she's just one of those girls who like wants like love in a fairy tale so bad that like she'll almost do anything she can to get it.
1: Yeah, and that's that's not where you want to be. No, and that's I not just, where like, you want to be. I don't know. I feel like when we watch these documentaries about Demi, like she's always talking in hindsight about like these people that she surrounded herself with who were drilling holes into her head. Can you guys hear the construction? Because it's it's as if the window is wide open. No,
0: literally. Is it's there so is, is, is it <laughs> fine in the. Audio.
1: Also, we it's haven't fine. spoken about how like the people on the roof over behind there Jackie are, like,
0: on the show. We need to give them credit. It's so funny. Literally <laughs> every time I watch a show and they switch to Jackie's like one camera. And on the roof behind her, like out the window, there's always like construction going on. So you could see like people, some yeah. cuties.
1: It's like, I'm sure one day we'll get like, their daughters are going to see it. And, and then they're going to come yes. out with signs.
0: Yeah, this is uh
1: Like GMA has um, an audience <laughs> on the sidewalk. And we have those guys.
0: And the construction out the window.
1: Yeah, it's exciting. I But I, you know what? Sometimes you can't hear it. So we'll try okay. not to harp on
0: it. All right, so Debbie Lovato time. and Max are no more. And you know... The only person really devastated is obviously Max.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. He came so close to the dream. Mm-hmm. And for Demi, like, I'm happy for, for you that you know saw that through that this I man,
0: even if I
1: can't
0: understand. Mm, oh, that was good. I like that little I'll rip run you, at the end. That
1: was nice. So, Demi, we love you. This is for the best. We love you. And this is for
0: the best. His My reputation's never been worse, so you must like him for him.
1: Yeah. Okay, next story. Some, this, this whole episode is about baby news, you guys. So gird your loins. Princess Eugenie is pregnant. The royal is
0: expecting her first child with husband, Jack Brooksbank. Is that the one who got married before Beatrice? Before? I mean, but... Well, yes. No, before the COVID wedding. Yes, she had a real royal wedding. Okay, right, right, right. And she was the snatchler. They look so similar, and they're, like, not twins. They're just, like, really, like, sisters who look a lot alike. Can't relate. <laughs> and I just can never tell them apart. I, I treat them like they're twins. I'm like, which twin are you? They're like yeah. the Oppenheims. Yes, it, but the Oppenheims are
1: twins. You know, it's They're a joke. wombmates. It's a joke. They're wombmates. Yeah. No, this is really sweet. Love a good royal baby news. Yeah. And. So who will this baby be to the queen? Great grandchild.
0: That is so crazy. Her
1: ninth great grandchild. What a legacy. What a legacy. Crazy times. Happy for them. Uh, We're just going to plow right through this because I'm also happy for
0: Billy Lord, who Mm -hmm. is a mom. The actress has welcomed her first child with fiance, Austin Rydell. This was sweet. She posted a picture on Instagram. Um, I like Billie Lord. I mean, she's kind of low-key now. I feel like for a while, like, during the Screen Queens era, she was, like, super, like, out and about. But now she's kind of low-key, and I just love when people, you know, of like, evolve, you know? And she's, like, a mom now, and it's just beautiful. She posted a picture of Bebe's feet. It's got a big foot. By the way, I thought the same thing. I'm like, damn, these are big feet.
1: You know what I think it is? Basketball honestly, player. It's because when like, we met Michaela, she was like small. Mm-hmm. And so now I see these feet. But also, it's like when I saw pictures of Magnolia before I met her, I thought she was like a full size dog. And then I saw her in person, and she was like the smallest thing I ever mm-hmm. saw. So sometimes like, the pictures, when it's just a foot on its own, like you don't see it to scale. You're okay, just seeing Or food.
0: maybe the baby just has big feet.
1: Maybe. Maybe the baby is going to be a basketball player, the next Michael Jordan. Maybe. Anyways, baby's name is Kingston Fisher, Lord Rydell. Wow, that's a lot of names. Say it again. Reminds me of Greece. Kingston Fisher,
0: Lord Rydell. Love right, it. Fisher, Debbie Fisher, Billy Lord. Rydell is him. Kingston is his name. That's a nice name. I've heard worse celebrity names. This is very, like, a uh, blogger, you know. You know that meme about, like, all the blogger baby names? Like, spelled weird. Like, lo, lo- whatever. Like, this reminds me of that. Oh,
1: Got it. Like Kaylin or whatever. Right, 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 right. Raylan. <laughs> no. I don't think so. Kingston? Kingston. It's a cute I'm name. I'm sorry. There's only one Kingston. Sean. Sean. I agree. And Mandy Moore is pregnant. Expecting she a baby is? boy with her husband, Taylor Goldsmith. I didn't even know she was married.
0: There are certain celebrities who, like, I like and, like, I just couldn't like, care less about their personal life. I feel like Mandy Moore is one of them. Like, I I appreciate her, love her work.
1: I really like Mandy Moore. But unfortunately, like, her participation in This Is Us has made me dislike her. I could not agree more. And here's the thing about This Is Us. Like, I just have a bone to pick Mm -hmm. with it. I don't, I've never seen it. I know that I wouldn't like it. You would
0: hate
1: it. And, like, I felt pretty certain about that. And then I watched Selling Sunset, and I feel
0: more certain about
1: it that, like,
0: no. No, see, this is what I always say. There are two types of people in this world, and there are people who think that This Is Us is inspiring, and people who think it's like dumb and stupid. And there's just, there's nothing wrong with either group. There's just two totally different people. I watched the first season. It's not like I didn't give it a try. It is just so fucking corny. And like the fact, you know what I think bothers me about it too? The way that, like, E! News writes up about, like, Milo Ventimiglia and, like, Mandy Moore. Like, you will die at their romance. What happened to Jack? Like, the way they talk about them, I think, is what makes me hate the show even more and caused me to stop watching. So, I don't know if the actual show just sucks or the way that people act like the show is, like, the cure for cancer. No, yeah, and that, like, every week we're gonna cry buckets of tears. It's just so corny and tacky, like, and I know I'm probably offending a lot of people, but that's what I do here at The Morning Toast, and people probably love it and, like, tune in every... Weekend, weekend, whatever day, Monday, with their girlfriends. And it's just like, you would have to time me down and get me to watch another minute of that show. And it's not like I didn't try.
1: Yeah, no, like, I want the show
0: to end. <laughs> no, so badly. Like, I want it to fail. <laughs>
1: No, like, I just wanted to finish, like, please. All you had the your shows, fun. All, all the shows that I love, like, get three seasons so max. So true. And then, like, these shows, like, just end. They go on forever. They go on forever. I just can't. So, anyways, I'm really happy for Mandy Moore, though. Me too. She's a sweet girl. Baby boy Goldsmith is coming early 2021. Is her Husband's Jewish? last Goldsmith. I have and to guess.
0: Yes. Goldsmith? Yeah. So... Love to see it. Love to see it. So many... I mean, this is really now the byproduct of quarantine. Yes. So many babies being conceived, being born. And you know what? It's not a bad problem to have. No, not a bad problem to have. Very
1: exciting time. And lots of baby news. What can we say? Lots of baby... Moira
0: Rose is just celebrating. Yeah. She is... Happy.
1: Yes. She's a happy woman. Okay. Our fifth and final story is really one of the craziest stories I've ever heard that I mm-hmm. felt like I needed to share with the class. Um, it's like a weird news story, but I just wanted to switch it up. Okay. A police raid in Vietnam finds more than 300,000
0: used condoms. I saw this being packed for resale, washed and packed in their defense. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? I'm just saying, you got to get the packs. Okay.
1: Police place in Vietnam said they found about 320,000 recycled used condoms that were being repackaged as new, local media reported on Thursday. Market inspectors in Binh Duong Province raided a factory near Ho Chi Minh City where they discovered used condoms being repackaged to be sold at the market. An inspector said the factory's 34-year-old owner, a woman, confessed they purchased the pa- condoms from someone else. After buying the condoms from a man, they were washed and reshaped, then packed in plastic bags, according
0: to the newspaper. I mean, this is so vile. (laughs) First of all, just like the, of course, like the hygiene of it is so disgusting. Then like scamming people. Do you know what people do with condoms? Like they put them, of course, like on their penises, but they... They do other things with them, too. Like, they just frolic around. They go in different orifices. Like, it's so fucking disgusting. Like, this is literally like a human rights violation. The UN should get involved. I
1: completely agree. It's
0: one of the most disturbing things I think (laughs) I've ever heard. No, I completely agree. Sick. These people are just trying to, you know, have safe sex and be responsible. And I can't even imagine what sort of communicable diseases are being passed around those used condoms. Yeah.
1: VTV said it was unclear how many condoms were already resold.
0: Oh, my God. That's just awful. And in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, nonetheless. Right. The next pandemic is going to be like a global uh, venereal disease. Yes. Ugh, sick. Sick. Sick story. Makes me sick. Sick story. This is like that episode of Friends when Ross finds out that condoms are only like 97% effective. Oh. and he's like really furious telling everyone about it I was just watching Friends this morning I've actually started to watch Friends while I do my makeup instead of listening to music or just okay. like any TV and it's really enjoyable sometimes I wish Daily Pop was on a little bit earlier so I could watch it as I get ready for this show kind of like research you know yeah but it's on at 1230 oh they actually moved it up it's on at 11 now still doesn't help me no it
1: doesn't help you but they did make it a little earlier for you thanks thanks Morgan thanks Justin um, so those are the fast five stories that I do feel as though you needed to know. So a lot of baby news. And for those who are trying not to get pregnant and using condoms, be careful as well. Be careful. Be careful as well.
0: Our Vietnamese toasters, be careful. Um, okay, let's dive into the TV recap segment because that's truly what we came here to do today. That's what we came here to do. Let's start with Selling Sunset Please. because you finished it. I finished it a day ago. You finished it last night. Tell me what your thoughts were. So my thoughts are the
1: same as they were last time you saw me. Like, I absolutely worship the ground that Christine Quinn walks on. I will say, like, obviously my heart has softened towards Chrishell. 100%. What she went through, is going through, was just... completely sad and seems unfair i understand that people are upset with davina for saying there are two sides to every story that was so bitchy so bitchy and so uncalled for and and something that you say in the privacy of your own home if that's how you feel right but to like continue down that road and i mean i i think i want to say i understood maybe what she was trying to get at and I think this is what one Brett or Jason was saying too which which is like you never know what's going on yes
0: behind closed doors
1: I feel like Chris Davina and even Christine's like inclination to want to hear Justin's side and take his side it's like Justin's not your friend right and maybe Chriselle's not your friend but she's the person in your life where you even know coworker where you even know about this relationship
0: or or have a horse in this race so you're you need to take Chriselle's side yeah of course I think that Davina was way more guilty in that situation. Christine was, like, getting married and, like, didn't really care. And just Christine talked shit, like, just to talk shit. Yeah, and she like... Whereas, like, Davina like, came up with a plan. Like, it was so strange.
1: Yeah, and I think Christine likes to play devil's
0: advocate and just, like, say... Right.
1: And really say what she thinks, but I think ultimately she would feel badly. But I think Davina just like kept on, like Christine had that conversation once in her house when they mm-hmm. were like all sitting around talking about it. Also, Christine did not say that to Chrishell. Like there's a of difference. Of course, There's a difference.
0: Um Also, it was getting frustrating for me because I really, really like Amanza, but her blind spot is like her inability to just stay out of things. And like, she's so defensive of Mary. And like, we love a loyal friend, but I literally despise Mary. She's one of my least favorite people. So like Amanza is just being brought down by Mary and she has to stop and she was being a bodyguard no uh she lost me yeah
1: and yeah Mary it's so crazy that like this whole show is like people fighting about Mary's friendship and Mary's listings and I'm like Mary who she's Uh, so like irrelevant she's so irrelevant every time I see like hear about Mary I'm like who first of all she doesn't she doesn't seem like a Mary I think her name should be Heather
0: I know I think her name should be just like Gina no, like, she's not a Mary, so it's, it's confusing to me. I figured out who Amanda reminds me of. Okay. Remember from, like, season one, Real Housewives of Orange County, Joe? Yes, I got that one, too. She reminds me of her. I don't know Joe well
1: enough to be, like, reminded of her at no, times. No, she gave me a little Joe. Also, someone said that Amanda reminds them of Robin from the Peloton instructor, and I think that's also a really good call. I think that these are all good calls, but yeah. it's just, like, it's so weird. I feel like a lot of times I watch something and I figure out who someone reminds me of, but, like, this show is just full of people who remind me of other
0: people. Yeah, it's actually kind of strange. It's really strange. I mean, the bowling walls bring me back to my youth, <laughs> my bowling league.
1: Stuff. I can't. Those guys are actually, like, pretty smart. It's annoying how they um really favor Mary and, like, of can't, course. Even, can't even
0: see it. And Jason, like, obviously is, like, still in love with Mary but not ready to commit. And I think in, like, five years they'll totally get married. It's so weird. No, it's so strange. And also, like, what is the dynamic between Jason and Brett? I think Jason's in charge. Because even when I watched um, the intro on, like, the first episode, I thought it was weird how Jason said, Hi, I'm Jason Oppenheim. This is my brother, Brett. Just kind of, like, setting the tone for who's in charge. Well, you think about them yeah. way more
1: than I do. No, I do. They're
0: involved, like, a decent amount. They're not like Lisa Vanderpump. Like, who's, they're at every party. Oh, yeah.
1: They, they are. And I think, like, the Oppenheim group it is what I think it is. Like, pretty successful endeavor. Yeah,
0: no, and and the real estate part of it, although I presume to be, like, largely uh, fabricated, is actually really interesting. I mean, L.A. real estate is such trash, like, I don't think I could ever live there unless I literally had $40 million for that hillside plaza. No,
1: you would want to live at that one? The one at the top of the hill? Do you know how... Like much well, there's no road. other houses
0: near me. Literally, like these other fucking no, but like, houses Beverly are Hills. on top. Oh, of course. But I'm saying like in the show, the houses are on top of each other. And you're paying $4 million for no backyard to literally be, you could see into your neighbor's shower. Yeah, no, but these new houses that like Mary's showing in Beverly, Beverly Hills, Hills. I'm about that. Okay, but even that 19 million one one with the tennis court and the pool um, that Jason and Mary were showing their clients was so sick. Wait, that needed updated bathrooms? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was so nice. $19 million. They were like pretty much on a main road and the houses were so close. The neighbors on both sides were like a couple inches away. Like $18 million? No, it's insane. You can't get your own plot of land. That's insane. Insane. It was such a crock of shit. Like I actually think for the house of my dreams, I need $30 million. I think you do too. That's what I'm saying. Um, The one thing about Crochelle that I wanted to talk about was... Before the divorce, I was, like, really hating her. And the divorce, definitely, like, you, you you can't help but feel bad for her. And I actually thought her sister was so sweet. And, like, when she gave her a facial, it was just, like, I was going to cry. It was, like, so, so, so sweet. No, it was so sweet. I wanted her to stay in St. Louis. Me like... too. And never for one second did I think Chrishell was, like, acting. Like, her tears were real. Her pain was real. Like, I totally, really, really felt bad for her. And I just have to say, I didn't realize, but she exclusively went by Chrishell Hartley. And now on Dancing with the Stars on Instagram, she's Chrishell Stouse. And I just have to say, like... I have so much respect for that. Like, you marry a celebrity, like, you keep the last name. It's like a parting gift. Like, because then forever you're known, like, yeah, I'm connected to Hollywood. Like, and I just, the fact that she didn't, like, really changes how I think about her. Like, I have so much respect for her. No, when
1: I started watching this show, I like, I only know her as Kershel Staus. Right, right, right. And right. so I didn't even know that she went by Hartley. And she really made that change so quick. And she made it stick. So I, I totally agree. I think that was very
0: impressive we have to talk about the new girl also this season who amanda's wigs (laughs) they were so bad yeah and i think she's probably like the most beautiful girl in the office and she just i think wanted to like level up her style and her wigs were on so they were good wigs but they were on so poorly and then every time she was in her confessionals where she had her own hair i thought she looked so much better yeah um so maybe she'll see herself on tv and like and Switch it. Up. yeah yeah
1: no I totally agree also but when like she couldn't
0: sell that house I was like just this is pathetic no like, and
1: like the lateness I, I actually like can't I, I can't relate but I did feel like that scene with when Heather asked her to show yes. her the house and Amanda like did it which was the nicest thing and also sold it she did deserve a piece of her commission like uh-huh. unless there, a lot more goes into being a listing agent than just showing the house and maybe that's true I, I don't I really don't know that much about real estate um and I've also realized like it would be the job that I would be the absolute worst at. I agree. Is that job. I agree. Um, I didn't know how I felt about the fact that she was late and like Heather was like, then you shouldn't have gone. And I, I felt that, two ways. I'm like, Heather, was, are
0: you fucking kidding me? Like this girl did you a favor, but also, Amanda, 30 minutes. Late. I know. Okay, 10 minutes, I can understand you have kids. 30 minutes? And when that happened, like I was still really out on Heather and really
1: pro-Amanza, so I was like, excuse me? But now, I, I don't know, 30 minutes late, that's really bad to leave
0: someone waiting like... And it wound up being the person who bought the house. The group being divided into three and three and like Amanda being on the wrong side really, really bothers me. And like her and Davina just need to switch because Davina's just the worst. And like But she would ne- but that's the point. Like Davina is the, you know, the bone barrier for right. that group. Yeah. No, like, I know, but she's so annoying. I mean, that scene was actually fascinating where Heather got super pissed and walked out because they were making fun of the paparazzi. I just have to say, Christine was, although she, maybe they were being a little mean. They were 100% right. Paparazzi does not know where Tariq El Moussa is at all times. You have publicists. They call. They arrange it. She obviously has a relationship with Us Weekly because every time they were talking about it, it was Us Weekly. So she obviously has a girl there that that she knows. She's like, hey, me and Tariq baked cupcakes. Like, of course it's planted. Nobody actually cares about Tariq and Heather. So, like, the fact that she got so defensive totally meant that. Of course it's coordinated.
1: Agreed. And, like, they they write up her Instagram post and... As news. Heather is able to be like, you know, they're interested in us. But like, no, she has a publicist who pitches it. Like, and it's not a big deal. By the way, just own it. Like that, come on. I agree. It's so silly. Do you think that Chriselle called the paparazzi on herself after the divorce? Like, I've, I actually think I, no. I have become very cynical about like every, you know, paparazzi photo that we see Because I would say nine out of ten of them
0: are staged. But like, I don't think that she did. There, here's, here's why I don't think. One, because when there's a moving truck at her house, first of all, it actually was really big news. Like, people were talking about it. Two, um, I could see the paparazzi seeing the big orange moving truck and just following it. Like, that doesn't sound so crazy to me. And three, I don't think if she had a choice, she would have left those red, ugly curtains up, but it was because of the paparazzi. So I actually believe 100% that it was, like, real. Yeah. Okay, so did I. And I'm very cynical about that as well. Yeah, okay. Um, Christine's wedding... Oh my gosh. Okay, Christine. She is still
1: everything of the sort. I do not understand how she has less followers than Heather. She does? Yeah, she has 1.3. Heather has 1.5. Chrishell has like 1.8 now. Justin has 1.9. So I really want Chriselle to have more followers than him. Wait, Justin?
0: Hartley. Oh, whoa, whoa. Wait, I cannot believe Chriselle has 1.3. Her Instagram is so premium. Christine. Christine, sorry, yeah. sorry. But also,
1: Christine didn't have Instagram before the show. So she started at zero, whereas like, I'm sure Chriselle had a couple of on. hundred. Yeah, but I, Mary has 1.1. 1. 1. Davina
0: has 155k people that's pathetic people hate her that's pathetic oh did you see i've now been like re-catching up on stuff Davina also like lied about her age she's like not in her 30s she's 42 oh no i didn't see that but like the daily mail like uncovered her birth certificate or something oh my god
1: that's crazy no i was just catching up with everything christine has said and done since the show ended and i right. feel like her and Chriselle are in a really bad place i sent you an article a page six article where christine just like had word vomit and just like said a million things about Chrishell and like I don't think they were malintended but like if I were Chriselle, I would be if I were Chriselle, I'd be really fucking pissed and I think that she
0: is. Yeah. Um, The wedding was although not my particular taste like I actually really respect people who have like a unique style and their own point of view even if it's like not at all like what I would do. So I mean Every wedding is really the same. And I can say with certainty, I've never seen a wedding like Christine's. I thought the snow was incredible. I actually liked the black dress and the fog. Like it was not my personal taste, but it was beautiful. It was incredible. Agreed. My
1: personal taste is not that gothic vibe, but it was done like in that way so beautifully. Mm -hmm. And it was frustrating that they didn't focus on the actual wedding more because that was an, a million dollar wedding. Yeah. She spared no expense. It got the same level of coverage as Mary's. Who we found out also was already married mm-hmm. to Romaine this before was for the show. ceremony. And like this was a an entire production. Event. Like, and also, she did, she was less stressed than Mary. And obviously, she had a wedding planner. But like Mary spent so much time like being so stressed and frazzled about her backyard wedding that she was already married. And like Christine put on like, didn't mention it once the Oscars of weddings. Mm-hmm. And I feel like her wedding didn't get the respect that it deserved. I couldn't. Agree and anymore. I actually read an article where Christine said she when she watched the episode she was crying because she hated the way that they portrayed it because they really just like focused on cocktail hour, her coworkers, bickering, and the snow and the snow and um. I would have been upset if I were her too because of like even though we got to like see the wedding I feel like not a big enough deal was made about like how absolutely stunning and and sensational and unique and perfect it was. I
0: agree. I could have used like a whole spinoff episode of the wedding. It was beautiful. she needs her own show. I agree. She's she's just... on another
1: level. She should be on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills.
0: Yes, I have read like articles that she said that like that's what she wants to do with her life.
1: But like, how would her and Erica Jane be in the same room together?
0: I actually think their energies would complement each other. Eric... They're kind of different. So they look sim- so they look so similar and they dress so similar. But I actually feel like they're kind of different. Erica Jane is not bitchy. Yeah. She's actually kind of quiet.
1: I guess, but I also feel like Christine and also Erica Jane like thinks of every thinks about every word that comes out of mm-hmm. her mouth before it does and Christine is actually the complete Liz opposite. Ken. And then like she'll say what she thinks and what she means and if she doesn't feel that way a little later she'll apologize.
0: Which is my favorite quality of hers and it doesn't get enough respect. They're just like they treat her like Ramona, like the sorry tour when it's like no, she's actually in the total of the three seasons apologized twice both times i felt it was very very sincere and nobody believed her both times like why would she keep apologizing to you bitches
1: yeah so it's very interesting i feel like now the the teams are changing i saw that heather was like in newport with i saw that too um the other side and also heather and Tarek are engaged if you even just glance at her instagram once like the last 50 posts are like Right after engagement. we got proposed. It was like, it was so crazy. It, it's literally like
0: a parody I mean, of a I mean, her girl. ring is eight carats. It's huge. It's eight carats. She said, he got me eight carats. My favorite number. I'm like, yeah, my favorite number is 15. Like <laughs> 1,000. Oh, wow. I didn't even, I didn't really look at the ring.
1: Yeah. Her Instagram page is like a parody of a person who just got engaged.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's a lot. It's a lot. And you know what? I, I liked Heather for a brief moment just because she was so blindly loyal doesn't... and obsessed with Christine. But if you take that out of the equation, she's so lame. And like, a dope yeah also how come we never saw Tarek on the show like why didn't he he was at the wedding he was yes I saw it on her Instagram she said you might not have seen him on camera but Tarek was at the wedding why doesn't he like and Justin Hartley was apparently at a few things in the previous seasons because um Christine and Davina were like when we saw him here he was so nice to us so I read more into that and they were talking about the Critics Choice
1: Awards oh And I think things that were not filmed. I don't think he came within like
0: three inches of Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Even though
1: this show has become respectable. I'm sure the first two seasons, it was like, oh, this like reality show my wife It was like embarrassing for him.
0: (laughs) And now he's like, that's probably why he got divorced. Because he's like, he's on a cable show. He's like, my wife's doing like a trash reality show. Now it's like bigger than This Is Us. My, my, how the tables have turned. My, my. Next thing you know, This Is Us canceled. Poof gone. That would be
1: a dream. Justice for Rochelle. That would be justice for Rochelle. Yeah. That's really why I want the show to show the
0: week. Yeah, she actually looked beautiful this season. She definitely got like some fillers, but I thought she looked amazing. Yeah. Um so that's that on that. Season 4, I'm not sure when it's coming, but I think they're filming it now cuz I saw that Rochelle was
1: like showing houses in like full glam. Oh, right. And so I hope there's a quick-ish turnaround. Me too. Now I'm like on the Selling Sunset train. Oh, for sure. I'm really excited for the next season and Hopefully, I I hope that it's soon and I just hope that Christine's there and I I still love her so much. Me too. Even though she is like
0: beyond, like she's too good for the show.
1: Oh, totally. But I just want to like make clear, like everyone said, like just wait. Your opinions will change. Yeah. yeah. I just want you guys to know, like I'm ride or die at this point. We've reached the the tipping point where nothing she says or does. I will ever
0: feel differently about her. Right. Now it's like not even so much whether I agree with
1: her decisions. It's like, don't care. Don't care. Like she's really reached that echelon of like really
0: like five people in this world Who? Who, like, I'm just unapologetically, like, supportive of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Real Housewives of New York finale was so boring. Like, it was just not a season worth three reunions. Bare... I would say barely two. Usually the third reunion is, like, full of, like, the real meat and potatoes. It was so boring. Literally talking about Sonya by Sonya Morgan for 30 minutes. Like, it was just a nothing burger from a nothing season. And to be honest, like, even with the real fights and, like, the real meat of it, like, Dorinda... Is imp- she's impossible to watch. It's someone who refuses to take, take accountability, just digs their grave, digs their grave, digs their grave, like says, like, I was in a bad place. So apologize. That's fine. We've all been in bad places. Like, it was just infuriating for the actual, like, good parts of the reunion. She's a, a horror to watch. Like, it's so unenjoyable. She's a nightmare. I actually, like, after last night's episode, I can't stand her. She made me, like, really, really support Ramona, which is how you know she's so unreasonable.
1: Yeah, and it makes... But, like, I'm, that's why I'm glad that they announced before the reunion started airing that Dorinda would be gone because I think that if they knew people were watching it through the lens of, like, she might still be back. here, it's, it would turn
0: you off completely. I am also I also think it's actually really, really good for Leah that Dorinda's leaving because Leah is, like, a fan favorite, but I literally... No, she's, like, being brought down. She's so blinded by her friendship with Dorinda. Like, she is known for being, like, funny and, all, like, very Bethany, like, on-the-ball commentary, kind of moral compass, like... And when she says Dorinda never hits below the belt, but Ramona does, I'm like, what fucking show are you watching? Like, it was just so void of any logic or reasoning. And if Dorinda had continued and Leah would have continued to be like her friend and supportive, like it, I think it would have been Leah's downfall because you you sleep with dogs, you get fleas. A hundred percent. So Leah should be really grateful that Dorinda's not returning. She should be. Um, the best part of the episode was Watch What happened inside Did you see Bethany doing one-on-one? No. Oh my God, it was incredible. First of all, Bethany looked unbelievably beautiful. I've never seen her look so beautiful in my life and she was like just wearing ta- a tank top and jeans. Like she looked so stunning. She was really leaning into housewives. She like knew a lot of what was going on. She didn't pretend like she hasn't been watching. She's friends with Dorinda. She knew a lot of like the Tinsley drama and she is just like my queen forever and ever. She was amazing. Like she just looked amazing. She looked so happy and you want to hear something crazy? Yeah. She's still married. What? Beth. Uh, uh, Andy was like, or things are going so well with Paul? Like, are you think you're ever going to get married? She goes, I'm still married to Jason.
1: How is that possible? They're still going through it. What's there to go through? I don't know.
0: He's a fucking nightmare. That's crazy. Lunatic. That's crazy. What else did she say? Um, she was talking a lot about um, like season one. She was showing her memorabilia. She actually has like the first gold apple that was like on the table at the first reunion and everyone signed it um she had this like Andy Warhol style um portrait that they sent her and she was like when they sent it to me I was furious I'm like I lived in a tiny apartment like what the fuck was I gonna do with it but now bless you but now um it's like her favorite relic and she spoke a lot about Scary Island how she was like a survivor and it was like this (laughs) great moment for her because she had been seeing this craziness in Kelly and like nobody had been seeing it and it was like frustrating she's trying to show people then Kelly showed everyone and it was like Bethany was vindicated she was like this is what I've been trying to say Yeah. So it was, um, what'd she she, think about this season? What'd she think about Tinsley? Well, she's just, she told Dorinda, like she she said that Andy asked, like Ramona said on the reunion that like you've been in Dorinda's ear and Bethany's like I'm really busy actually like I donated 20 million PPE supplies I run a business I just launched my podcast that's why she was on the show promoting her podcast um so I wasn't coaching Dorinda but she did ask me for advice before the season started and during the reunion and before the season started I told her just to forget about the Tinsley stuff like I told her just to be cool not let it get to her and just like move on and of course she didn't listen to me and I told her to do the same thing at the reunion and of course she didn't listen to me great yeah she said she keeps in in touch with Dorinda and Sonia and, like, radio silence from everyone else. Interesting. That's so
1: crazy about Luann, like, that it's radio silence.
0: Also, Andy played a game like, do you regret it? And it was, like, things she did on the show that she regrets. And, of course, they brought up the tipsy girl. Horrible conversation in Bethany's office. And Bethany said no, but she regrets her delivery, not her message.
1: Yeah. When they replayed that last night, when they played, like, a montage of Sonia's failed business ideas, like, it was so painful to watch. When, so, when... Bethany called her a cheater brand and Sonya was like I just thought I could have you know some
0: success, success? too oh my god it's fucking pathetic it was literally the saddest scene in the Housewives oh, I'm really like, nervous for when you get there and you're rewatching. I don't think I'll make it all that way I think I was gonna stop like near like Heather Thompson and Kristen Tegman like I don't need to watch Kristen Takeman. okay Okay. Um, So yeah, I really hurt my heart. I don't really have anything to say about the reunion. It was really, really boring.
1: I don't. I didn't have much to say either. It didn't require three parts. Like we literally had the conversation about Dorinda already. So like, did you just? We had it in
0: part one. Yeah.
1: Like, so why didn't we put the thing to bed? But I did think it was interesting how they made a point to say like that everyone now is on pretty like fine terms with Ramona, like her and Leah made up, Mm -hmm. and so that gives Ramona a
0: pathway to the next season. Yeah. And. I I think that's good. Um, Also, Bethany said that she watched the part of the reunion where um, they were talking about Leah getting on the show, and she said, I want credit. Like, I sent you Leah and 30 other names and seven other names, and I followed up, and casting asked me for her contact information, and I gave it to her, so, like, she wanted credit for Leah.
1: Oh, okay. But she said she hasn't met Leah yet. But so then how was she so gung-ho about her? I have no idea. Interesting. Also, when Sonia said that her and Ramona would be having two for one um,
0: martinis at the Burger Heaven, like, I literally wanted to cry. I actually think Burger Heaven, which is right by Sonia's apartment, I actually think they might have closed because of the pandemic. I have to double check, but I think I'm. Yeah, I think it might have been one of the many businesses to go out. Confirmed, yes, that was. That's very, very sad. They had the most amazing curly fries, and apparently martinis. I didn't even know they one. had a bar.
1: No, me neither.
0: She probably like exposed oh them God, for not having a liquor license. Really sad. Wow. Yeah. So there is like, there's a foundation for next season, but like they have got to turn it around. They've like, got this work was a, to do. Painful, painful season. Yes, oh, and Bethany pretty much confirmed that there is that uh, the new housewife because um, Bethany was saying amongst the people she's been sending Andy people when she's on the show, off the show, she like kind of acts as like a like an executive producer. She does like she really wants the show to succeed. She's always sending names of people she thinks are interesting. She said, "I've sent so many African American people who might not have been right or the timing wasn't right, so I'm really happy that you guys are doing that." That's what she said. Got it. Kind of confirming what we reported on this week. Oh, that's so exciting! Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was just she's such. TV gold, like, she was just being so funny and so beautiful and so charismatic and so charming. Oh, my God, I have to watch it. I and had so no idea. so philanthropic. You know, she sent a million hazmat... Well, so, Andy also played this game, like, what would you ask them? Because she's a podcast host now, and it's like, what's the first um, question you would ask these people? And there was, okay. like, Kelly Benson, and whatever. And then there was Governor Cuomo. And Bethany was like, do you know, like, I was the one who gave you a million hazmat suits, like, at the height of the pandemic when, like, there was no supplies in New York? Like, do you know that it was me? Like, am I on your radar? That was her question, which I thought was really funny. Oh, interesting. That's yeah. so funny. Okay, I'm going to watch it. It was a good episode. You just like recap the whole thing. Yeah, there's literally nothing else for you to watch. You don't no, have but to I, watch it.
1: I want to just like get her vibe, you know? Um. So, yeah, that's Keeping it. up. Oh, keeping up. It was a
0: good episode, was, actually. no, it was
1: really good. Like, it was such an interesting time, even though I found it to be. And I thought that even though, like, I don't really want to watch coronavirus programming, Um. like, in the beginning, I was like, excited to see like what you know reality shows when I thought it was just going to be short but like now going back to that time like really is like PTSD
0: oh that's funny I didn't have that reaction I actually found it fascinating to see if I could like see how we all spoke about coronavirus before we knew it was a real thing like it's actually like interesting to see because we'd never been in a pandemic before like we just Brushed it off like we probably we probably didn't take it that seriously. If I listened to some of our conversations from February, so I thought it was just interesting to see how the world spoke about it. Like everything happened so fast, you know. Yeah. It was like one one minute it wasn't a big deal, and then the next thing you know, we're all home for three weeks. Like yeah. it was just so crazy, and it happened so fast. So I actually thought it was fascinating to see how people in California and Europe were just like talking about it before it was really a thing.
1: Yeah, well, it was a thing, but before like the stay-at-home orders, but. Yeah, the like news stuff, and then Scott and Chloe like literally didn't go because right. of it. it. It was really interesting, and so I think we're getting like really close to like when they have to start staying at home because I think that was like the and last week of February, first week of March. Yeah. I think that's when we went to LA also. And remember, we were on the plane and we were wearing masks. Yeah, and but like, we were
0: doing it like I at least was like ironically.
1: No, it was like super top of mind. Enough for me. Oh, for me it was. But anyway, so it it is interesting to see how they each handled it. I thought that the prank with Chris was like. So fucking funny, so funny. By the time, like, and Chris is such a good actress, which also makes me like nervous that yeah. you know she's always acting on know. the show because it's weird when they have to do their interviews and like talk about their point of view. But before it's like, at this point, right. you no, know. and it's like I don't want to
0: watch you guys act because it shows me that you can, right. and that you might be acting at other times. Yeah, but I like. To be honest, some of the prank storylines like are not always my favorite, but I thought this one was good even when Chris was the victim. And then when they turned it around on Kim, it got even better. And it was super I mean, it was super funny and it wasn't the worst plot of the episode. The dog was. Oh yeah,
1: the dog was. But I'm so obsessed with Corey Gamble. Like Me too. Oh, oh my god. god. I started following him on Instagram last night. And I just, like, I love him so much. I th- I literally ship him and Chris. like Forever. I love how he is with, like, the other girls. Mm-hmm. And I just think he is such a wonderful man. Me too. And a- partner. And partner. And I just, I love him so much. And that's really where I landed on this episode. And I also felt like... I loved the Paris content and, Me like, too. Kim
0: and Northie. Kim and getting into that latex outfit. Like, I, how did she not literally start profusely sweating? I have no idea. It was unbelievable and to then watch. And she, like,
1: stayed in it all, all day. All day. They couldn't pee till 2 o'clock. That was so crazy. So crazy. But it was really cute seeing Kim and North because, like, Kim has, like, a whole other personality when she's talking yes. about it. Like, she's literally camper and counselor. Yeah.
0: And it was, like... So, it was so fun. And when Kim started crying, when North was performing, like, I actually got choked up because, I don't know, there's just so many different versions of Kim's. And, like, honestly, sometimes I forget that she's a mom. Like, I know she has a million kids, but, like, she's so many things. And then when she was just, like, she's always the center of attention. So, for, like, her kid to be the center of attention, she got all choked up. I thought it was really sweet. Really sweet. And I loved North's performance. Like,
1: I... I am such a big fan. Of North's of North, Of North and her work. Yes, mm-hmm. I really am. And I loved how, like, obviously, you know, she went up there and she did her thing. Of course. And no one was trying to say, like, Sling the talent. Deal. Right. But, but they were, like, the bravery, the yes, courage. Like, it's, it's such a big deal. a child to go and do that and, like,
0: I completely agree. And then, like, at the end, shouting out Penelope, who was, like, in the stands, was so sweet. No, the whole thing was just so cute. It was honestly a really, really good episode. And I actually think, like, given all the news that's been going around about Kim and Kanye's marriage, I actually feel like it was an episode, like, that the Kimye stands needed. Just, like, because they were so in love in the end. They were just, like, being such good parents. And at the end of the day, all they really cared about was North's happiness. Like, it was sweet, and it was what the Kimye... Kids need it. Yeah, but I feel like the Kimye stands, like myself, like were unbothered by the rumors. Yeah, no, I, there have been rumors about them forever, and I feel like they always happen when Kanye's tweeting. Like the correlation is right there, um, and nothing's happened. So, yeah, it was a really,
1: a really good episode.
0: Yeah, it was good. Um, I, I just am, love them so much. Like, I just love them so much. Oh my God.
1: And when they were all at Nobu. Um, Kylie was drinking a lychee martini. I know. And I just like, love watching them drink. And Kim was like ordering drinks too. Yes,
0: mango martini. And
1: I also feel like we talked about how, did we talk about how like they're always at Nobu yeah. in like, paparazzi photos mm-hmm. and it's like, who eats there that often? But I think it's because they get that room and they can film. Yeah. So I really feel like every time they're
0: there, like they're filming premium content for us. And I think it's, I don't know the LA scene at all, but I do think it's close to Calabasas. Malibu is? Yeah. Interesting. I have no idea where Calabasas is. Like the valley? I don't know. Is it? I think. I don't know. I don't know either. We should know now by selling Sunset. No, but but they haven't ventured into Calabasas yet. But that's where the money is. And Calabasas is Hidden Hills? Yeah, similar, I think. Interesting. People who are listening who live in LA are like these fucking dumb bitches. Yeah, no, I haven't like figured
1: out the topography there yet. But I'll get a map. Okay, good for you. Yeah.
0: Um, now, is that all we had to recap? Now, that is all that she had written. Okay, thank you guys so much. Oh, wait, program before I do that. We are, will not be in studio on Monday. It is Yom Kippur to all of our Jewish followers. I hope you have a really easy and meaningful <laughs> fast. Gomorrah hatimah tovah, you for all of the non-Jewish toasters. We will be back on Tuesday, and we'll probably be looking so dead in the eyes because we haven't eaten for 24 hours but we'll Um, we'll have just feasted yeah but still it's that that look in your eyes never goes away (laughs) um so just no show monday reminder about that thank you so much for listening to the morning toast millennial morning show where we go live oh shit thank you so much take it from the top shit Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the Milano a Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every morning, Monday through Friday, on YouTube. So, if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So, that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, IR Radio, Castbox, all the places. We are now also available on Amazon Music. So, find us wherever you find your podcasts, type in The Morning Toast, and make sure to leave a five star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Have an amazing weekend to all of our Jewish followers. Have an amazing fast. Um, I mean, as amazing as it could be. And we'll see meaningful. you. Meaningful. Have a meaningful, meaningful fast. We'll see you on Tuesday. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye goodbye, goodbye. goodbye.